record on that because I'll record as it goes along. Um, awesome. But if, if you're happy, we'll, we'll, we'll kick off a little bit. Cool. Um, so I'm really start. not great with sticking to topics, but I and I intend on a huge thesis of a lot of my work has to do with vulnerability and um, a lot of it has to do with um, it's one of the most comfortable and uncomfortable stages that comes really natural to me in everything that I'm doing. So it's just a great um, default that I, I feel like I can trust um, even in the air of it all because it gives me the amount of information that I need for all my next steps. Um, so well, I wouldn't worry too much about sticking to one topic because, you know, we do have an hour and yeah, we can fill that hour. And some of the best one podcasts I've recorded have been one where we didn't even have a topic and we literally just started talking. Um, and I think one of one, one of my friends, Jack was just about ghosts in the end because we didn't, we couldn't think of anything else to talk about and we got stuck on ghosts as a topic. So <laughs> we'll just see where we end up. <laughs> that's why we make it an hour because I, I like i make it an hour i don't like to edit it um mainly saving me work but uh also just kind of because i feel like you need time to talk around topics and if, you, if you do it like soundbite wise i don't feel like that there isn't that's an understatement yes i'm so glad we have enough time so i, I feel like you gotta talk around topics but on that note welcome to yelling at concrete podcast thank you streamers <laughs> I'm terrible at introducing people, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself and what you do to the people listening. So if well, you my name is Camille. I, I'm a creative. Is um, I'm a creative, and I do what feels right, and I try to find a, a rhythm and a pathway for that, and that's what I do. So sometimes it looks like one thing, and sometimes it looks like another. I'm very seasonal based and I always swing back around to something. It helps me keep my uh, creative spaces well balanced and it looks very haphazard as does most that I do. Um, I can appreciate but... that. Mine, <laughs> mine stumbles haphazardly from what I'm doing to the next thing. I mean, honestly, I do appreciate seeing like other two left feet because there's just something different about the process that's enriching, not to say other processes aren't, Um, but let's see, my goodness. I mean, I love to draw. I love to paint. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a clothing store. I model um, and I, I miss teaching like littles so much so. Um, yeah, honestly, wherever I swing around to is where I'm at. Uh, so right now I am in between doing art commissions, trying to function this shop, picking up all kinds of small jobs. Uh, A lot of it's modeling and yeah, I just moved to Portland from Los Angeles and it's been quite a ride. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a big old move. (laughs) Like, I mean, my, ge- my geography is terrible, but even I know that that's, that's quite a large move to go from LA to, to Portland. Um, I think the biggest part of the move is atmospherically because there's yeah. such different places that you're kind of hopping into a whole different energy, honestly. Yeah. I mean, so when you, when you were, how long were you, were you in LA? Uh, my whole life. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. My so. entire <laughs> Years and years, and then just decided to move to Portland and just flit. Yeah, it was a it was a literal uproot. Right. <laughs> um, Why Portland? Yeah. Though? Why po- Oh, well, through all my travels throughout the states, mm-hmm. I noticed that when I do research or even just feel through my guidance, how different areas are. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's this map um of temperament and I notice when I'm towards the east coast I appreciate it so much and as enriching as it is it's not my cup of tea Mm -hmm. and um 
I notice when I go closer north, things just kind of like open up. Okay. So I said, you know what, let me go ahead and test it out for a week and be here. And it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't, the, it was an okay week, but but it was enough information for me to be so certain. Yeah. So I just said, you know, I going to make this pretty life or death and I'm just going to make the move. So it's the best I did. To do. And I feel great about it. I mean, my, my experience <laughs> of the U S is, is very slim. Um, I've, I've been to America once and it was San Diego. So, and I think I was there, I was there for like a month. Um, but I like I, the, the rest of the U S just, I, I know so little about it. Bar from what I learned from other people and obviously what I get from the media. Um, so it, 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 it's, it just fascinates me where, where people live and how people go. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why, why do all of you people live in the United States? I don't get it. <laughs> Oh, what mainly confuses me is just like, I mean, I'm from England, so England's tiny anyway. But you, and I appreciate the idea that I can travel like 30 miles and the tone of the the whole country can change within 30 miles. Like, that's a huge yeah. thing. But in the US, you've got these vast quantities of states and every state is so unique to such like this, the borderlines have become such like a, a, a unique structure that there's like like rivalry state to state and it fascinates me because i'm like that that seems like a, like i could move a whole state and be on the other side of my country but yeah you, you guys have just spread that's a really great way of describing <laughs> it it's really like wafting and wafting through different temperaments yeah and it honestly it could be from city to city even yeah. um it's a lot there's a lot going on but I think that's also what's so lovely and dynamic and controversial about it honestly yeah that's um, I mean as you say so you, your your artwork kind of spans quite a lot of mediums which was one of the reasons I, I kind of when I stumbled across you I was like I need to talk to this person or I'd like to talk to this person um because obviously your modeling is your very front-facing side of it you know, you've got your Instagram and it's a lot of that. And then when I scrolled through that and then suddenly started seeing you've got like paintings and illustrations and stuff popping up in and out of it, I was like, there's, there's way more to this. Like cause Instagram's obviously full of quite a few, quite a few people who are models, but it's just modeling. And then when it, someone describes himself as an artist, I was like, oh, I need to know, I need to know more. I need to know what it is. Especially with your style of painting as well is very surreal thank curious, you i was curious what where, where you get your inspiration and stuff for that oh my goodness okay uh conflict and adversity uh okay. a, a lot of it has to do with just inner conflict and adversity but uh just like literal conflict and adversity uh what's happening in the world what's happening within how does that relate hmm. and um i mean a lot of it's mostly characteristic of what's going on in <laughs> really in my mind at the time because my mind is always scribbling whether yeah. I'm actually drawing or not it's just always you should see me trying to sleep it literally looks like my eyes are writing on the ceiling <laughs> oh my goodness um but I mean I love I love color it's I I when I dream when I dream it's so vivid that it makes this life look almost like a snow globe in comparison and it's like I see things so differently and it's so funny when I'm here I I feel like they're different places entirely um it's like I I can still see things in this range that it's not really um and so I kind of like to keep that with me it's like my own personal keepsake um and then as for the images a lot of them go with some of my experiences and some of them I'm not I'm not the fondest of but I have to honor that things are what they are as like going through some of my past works I could even see that um my depiction of male figures is has almost been monstrous yeah and it it took me years to realize flipping through some of my work and saying like why don't I draw men as human (laughs) yeah and (laughs) 
they're just funny things I even find out about myself along the way. So it's kind of like my journaling in a way. Um, when I feel bottled, I'm like, okay, it's it's time to cycle back around to this type of medium. Yeah, I, I, I can completely relate to that. I, I mean, a lot of like the, the drawing of men is quite interesting because I, I recently realized I don't tend to draw women like at all. Yes. I, like I was looking through sketchbooks and sketchbooks. I just, I tend to avoid drawing women and I have no idea why, because I know I can do it because I've done it at some point during uni and studying, I've done it. And it's just, yeah, when it comes to ideas, ideas always come in the form of men. Yeah. And I have to broach that as, as I go along. But as well with you kind of saying that whole idea of um, exaggerating things and, and bringing features very forward within your work. I love that because that's, is again, it's something which I do within my stuff of, of, and that's what makes it surreal in, in a sense. That's what like, it gives that initial surreal, surreal impression. It actually reminded me of um, kind of like, do you, I don't, I don't actually know how old you are, so I don't want to insult you, <laughs> but kind of like, are you 30? Okay. So like, um, do you remember like 90s skater graffiti yeah. type style that, yeah. yeah. And instantly, as soon as I saw it, it's like, it's very that kind of California coast style, which from the UK for us was fascinating because we, we'd never seen anything like it. And it came to us through music and it just, it, it really fit, fitted into that. But at the same time as I was learning, was I was learning a lot of surrealists like Frida Kahlo and, and, different creators like that and seeing how that influenced all those kinds of grungy themes I was like absolutely the the rebels artistic rebels yeah that's so funny you say that I can completely can do you mind if I that's so funny I was looking through my old, old portfolio and I have so many unfinished pieces. I mean, that is where I, it's a hiccup. And so, um, I unfinished, they're just in progress. That's the way I think (laughs) they'll be done one day. (laughs) Because I, um, a friend actually said uh, something similar Mm. and I'd never thought to finish pieces, you know, that are what I would consider so far past, um, because just everything's different um so it's so funny you say that because I see it and I've never heard anybody uh regarded in that way but here's like a really old piece mm-hmm. you can see it's bled through oh, damn. <laughs> I don't draw like this anymore at all and this figure is completely um just deranged yeah but it's I would hold a couple themes and um, that I was finding throughout my work. And a lot of it had to do with just heart anguish. And so that was a repetitive theme. And like some things that I come to find on my own as I'm crossing through my own work as well. Um, But I'm like, how would I, how would I dare go through this old work and do something with it? Because that it would hold a completely different continuity mm. and I think that's really cool so I implore whoever has what they consider unfinished work to kind of sit with it and and know that it can continue so I, I like that idea yeah whole, I, I like the idea of picking up old work I mean I'm a, I'm terrible at doing things like that. I have a habit of destroying old work that's my my cross to bear of i will paint over anything i don't care <laughs> that breaks my heart to hear but i do it too but yeah. if i see somebody else do it it's the end of the world i'm like no. why are you doing this and then go home and just like nope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes <laughs> I've, I've burnt sketchbooks i've i've yeah I've, I've just gotten rid of stuff and started again um but i think that that's kind of a an, always an important thing i think especially when you do uh more fig like figurative and imagery type based work I think it's never finished even when you consider a final piece a final piece it's like if you choose one day just to paint over it it's never been finished you know you yes it's constantly growing because you as a person grow so your work has to grow with you you know you you can paint your self-portrait and then two years down the line be like this isn't really me anymore and I don't really want to remember this version of me so I'll paint a new version of me 
Mm. Yeah, I, I do find it very cathartic and liberating to work over an old piece. Mm-hmm. It just feels so nice. Um, <laughs> I remember a couple semesters ago in school, I took um, ceramics for the first time, and it is the most fickle of all the mediums I've ever dealt with. But it was also the best experience because of that. Yeah. And at the end of the semester, actually halfway through the semester, COVID happened and we switched to online mm-hmm. and there was no way to fire all of the projects that everyone was so proud of. And so I'm like holding all these delicate items and this is like a little bit before my move to Oregon. And I'm like, I cannot bring these. That There's no sense in that. They're not <laughs> going to make it. I don't want to bring them all this way and be disappointed yeah. and see them. So I said, you know what, let's make a session of it. And so like, I don't, I don't do recordings very often, but I just got on Instagram and I just really sat down and gave myself the space. And I had a couple of utensils. I had like a hammer. I had um, a different couple sculpting utensils and I just sat them on my plank and I would crush them. And it was the most liberating thing to have yeah. gone through all that year trudging or semester trudging through ceramics and putting love into something that I won't see the finished product of. Yeah. But that yeah. was completely its finished product for me. And I, I think that's amazing. It's it feels almost, so nice. It's like almost ritualistic when you get to that stage of do, doing destruction like that where you you're like yeah you know i'm and it's the same you know you you think okay i'm going to destroy this i need to make i need to make a moment of destroying this so that itself becomes an act of art as i do it and that's so nice actually maybe i should create a little altar for destroying things that'd be i always imagine myself finding like a break room where you i I, and i i imagine these places exist i Mm. feel like they have to but I just imagine there are different themes and then I don't, I don't, I don't know quite what I'd like to do, but it's just magical to be able to go into a room and just, you know, break shit, rip some stuff up, just like slosh stuff around and it's liberating. <laughs> I, can imagine. I feel like this, this, that's quite a strange thing, really, when you think about it in terms of being human, that we, we we all want to break something. I don't think I don't think any human like alive would give up the chance to break something given the opportunity to. But yeah. we all look for that permission to break yes. something. All of us came come in the world and we we establish at some point our age and go, okay, actually no, I need to. There's a level of breakage I can do. Like I could snap a pencil and nobody would think about it. But as soon yeah. as I break like a vase, that's a problem. And I'm going to have to get permission to break that vase. <laughs> I love the idea of permission because uh, I feel that we sometimes just as being civilized humans don't give ourselves enough space to be humanly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And we do stifle ourselves a lot of permissions that within these borders that don't really exist in the first place, there's not much room for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know, just in the idea of giving ourselves permission, just, just opens everything up. Um, yeah. I mean, your work I find incredible anyway, because it's to me, so I, I kind of have a, a hierarchy in my head of, what it takes in terms of vulnerability to create art for different mediums. Um, and I kind of rank it in ways of like, so if you, if you create like a painting or something like that, you create a physical piece, which means you're putting a barrier between yourself and the audience because you create a piece for them to look at so you can stand to the side. When you do poetry or spoken word, you're writing something down, but then you perform it but you're performing something prepared. So there's another level of you having to open yourself up more. And when you do something visual like you do with modeling or performance art, where there is a level of unscriptedness to it, it takes so much bravery and comfort with yourself to kind of do that. To me, I I sit fascinated by it every single time because I'm just like that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. 
That's what I love about it. I love the conflict and adversity of it because when I'm that exposed and that vulnerable um, and unknowing of what the challenge might bring, there's going to be so much room for error that I can only figure new things out in the process along the entire route. So it's also, you know, um, people have different things in mind and a different spectrum of things in mind. And it's a lot of it's about the process for me. I mean, I love the product, but I have all of this work still sitting here waiting for me. It's really about the process. And I realize that there's so many little opportunities for rejection in everything that we do that it's, (laughs) it's that telling it's that tell I'm literally two left feet with every single thing I do. And I go into it knowing that and trying to make space for that and being comfortable with that. And it looks really silly, (laughs) It looks really silly. And I understand that people will question it until the day that I die, but it's like, I couldn't choose another route for these things. Have you always been, I mean, have you always been that kind of outgoing then in terms of being able to do these things or is this something you developed over time I developed that oh my goodness when I was um I'll not segue into upbringing but um when I was growing up I had really interesting ways of coping you know I always had to create um but when my box became really small and I didn't have the space to move and do I just didn't know how to handle that. And my goodness, I I used to cut and it was, it's, it's upsetting to think about because I would never wish that for anyone else. But then I also see my scars all the time. And it's interesting because I had to learn to walk around with them spontaneously. Um, So I went through high school years for years wearing a sweater every single day, (laughs) like long sleeves every day. And I remember the day I came to school without my sweater. uh, And it was, it felt so implosive. Um, And I almost didn't know how to handle it. And a lot of it, you know, I was definitely getting feedback from others, but a lot of it was just me, my, my own anxiety. Um, And I realized that wasn't the only thing I was so anxious about um, or feeling closeted of, but it really kind of mimicked how closeted I was with myself. I mean, I dressed like a box of crayons every day. So, and and that was the best description I've ever heard of (laughs) even then I was still so kept (laughs) so um I I decided to really practice giving myself permission Mm -hmm. because I didn't know much of what that looked like um and I started making clothes and people would give me all kinds of feedback like you know what this is really neat. I like this, but I absolutely don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking, how is it anyone's prerogative? What I do, how I do, mm-hmm. how I look. Um, and once like I would be judged for the scars that were on my arm, which after then I did not cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was, it was just interesting walking around being like a walking scar, I had to really get used to the impact of the feeling of people knowing how human I was. And I feel like um, sometimes when other people see an error, they're so quick to notice that above so many other facets of a person. Yeah. And it's really heartbreaking. So would when I come into experiences with that information, knowing that it's going to be likely that people notice my flaws, I said, fuck it. I am absolutely flawed. In fact, I'm probably 90% flaws. Yeah. So if I'm going to try to hide that, that shit's going to be so impossible. I may as well just be 
two left feet the whole way through where people can see it. So yeah. I can have the free space to do what the hell I need to do. So I have, I, I have all the range and motion and um, just space to figure it out, even if I fuck up. Um, and yeah, if you fuck up publicly, what's so bad about that? I mean, the next person knowing that you're, you have human faults to you is kind of charming because you're really showing that there's permission to have this space for failure in the first place. And I, I don't feel like I see that enough and I feel like I see it more now, but it just makes me sad when I see people and they don't want to, um, look human i, I feel think, like that insufferable to- yeah. when people want to appear not human <laughs> um i think it's, it's quite an interesting thing you say there with the whole idea of exposing your own flaws to begin with like that that structure of, of starting off with that whole idea of vulnerability and, and nuance in yourself because we do see so many artists and so many people especially now with online being what it is hiding everything you know that 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 became the the treaty of of the internet was you can hide everything and just show off what you want to show off mm-hmm. and i i'm a big fan of any art or artist who does expose the flaws you know the, it's like when you see pottery instagram or whatever and they show you what they broke they're like here's everything i did today and here's the 12 things which i broke but we got this one out of it and this one's great and I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. I want to see that because it's all part of the process. And the same with when paintings and things like that happen. I'm a big fan of what I call the drips, which is just any drip on a painting is great because you can't fake it. You can't fake drips. You can't fake dribbles. It just doesn't doesn't work. It looks insincere. And I love that. I think that that's 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 something. As you say, it, it's hugely important in creating art, especially now. Especially absolutely, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I love that you mentioned that. Thank you so much. Um, when I'm creating, mm-hmm. and I mean anything, if I'm modeling, if I'm especially if I'm painting or drawing, the first mistake, and I don't mean little, I can erase it. I mean the first, oh shit, is where I really, there's just something that ignites and I feel completely aflame. And I'm like, okay this has now officially started. And I think a lot of that has to do with kind of letting go and just succumbing and giving yourself permission. One, to go ahead and mess up and not give yourself this small range um, to work with, but um, to know that you have a lot more space than you can ever fathom that you're giving yourself in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it's just every time I make that first big mistake, like, and I mean, it's usually like, how, how, how with any planning, how <laughs> is where I just feel absolutely invigorated. And I'm yeah. just like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in that, in that sense, are you quite, when you create things, are you quite a quick creator? Like, is it, is it like, you know, you can, you have something, an idea. And then within the space of a, a week or a day, you have the idea it's done kind of thing or are you a slow Uh, process burn like the idea takes no time the ideas don't stop Mm -hmm. I don't have space to commit to every single idea I have at all because it's just like (laughs) and it's kind of incessant which is so funny because when I'm in the process I mean ideas come immediately I'll start I don't really sketch. I'll just start going for it, which is completely considered improper, but I don't think there is an improper way. Um, I just get started and something comes. And it's so funny because usually what my initial thought is, whatever it's transforming into is not even remotely that similar. And the reason being is because I'm constantly, my thoughts always evolving. I could have an idea, but that idea is really a platform I'm like very comfortable with an idea not being fixed mm-hmm. and and so everything's always in motion and it's <laughs> it's really funny because when I look at certain pieces it really tells a story about me <laughs> because <laughs> it was meant to be here or yeah. thought of to be here and it's just like way over yonder <laughs> do you ever surprise yourself then 
when you do kind of do that of you you had like an initial idea and then you look at where it got to and you're like hmm i didn't expect to end up here or is it just you so used to that process now that you just know yeah this is this is going in places i can't control anymore <laughs> it shocks me all the time it's yeah. as if um i'm writing a journal entry and i was so vocal i ended up saying something that i've never even checked in with myself about yeah and <laughs> yeah and then the errors are great because once I usually once I have a huge error like if I do drop uh like ink onto the scent like dead center of something I've been working hours on mm-hmm. I will ask myself if I can mimic that design so I could really feel what the beauty in that air looks like and um, if you see something, <laughs> usually those pieces I don't share, but uh, if you see something in any any of my works and it just kind of looks like a little off kilter mm-hmm. and it's repeated, it's because it started as an error. So okay. when I have a mistake, I really like to say, okay, can you spend time with that? Can you, and, and can you relate to it in a way that's open? Yeah. Um, for one so I don't resent the piece and two because it's it, the process is supposed to be fun yeah I, I think that's, I, that's like a really important point which I think a lot of artists forget is just it's meant to be fun like you're meant to enjoy creating art and if you're not enjoying creating art then maybe art isn't what you should be doing like I think it's just time to revise because I feel like there's a lot of things people do um, that can work for them, but the route that they're taking is just like really sometimes thought of in a traditional scope. Mm. And like when, when I was young and I was growing up, I faulted myself all the time because I felt when I was young, I, I, I was convinced I actually traveled and that I wasn't human. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> And it really made me feel so out of place. And a lot of that, other than my travels, had to do with the fact that I just, I'm, I am too left feet. If there is something that could be done in a conventional way, mm-hmm. my natural self is on the opposite spectrum, yeah. just naturally. And like, if I were to start at a conventional spot, it's either, uh, or I have to proceed in a way that might not look normal and the whole process might look a strange, but for me, I'm getting all the information I need. Mm. I am, I am getting the creative motions in that I need and whatnot, but yeah. So for art, if, if something's not working, it's feeling like I'm in a box and it's stifled. Mm-hmm. then I just say, Hey, there are a lot of mediums to work with. Yeah. Um, that keeps me from getting like artist block. Um, and it really opens up the opportunity to say, uh, I can work with a different medium and there will be information in there somewhere that actually translates into what I was doing. So by the yeah. time I come back around to it, even though they don't really have anything to do with one another, I really kind of, things are coming full circle. Yeah, no, I, I do that. I, I think that's a, a really important. I, I call that um, productive procrastination, where you kind of <laughs> you start to do something and then you start doing something else, which is it's not necessarily productive because you were working on a piece, but you're working on another piece now, and then you you can accidentally do something. Kind of like what you're saying with using mistakes to create new pieces. If you work start working on something else, you might try a technique or something on another piece. And suddenly realize, oh wait, I can transfer this to the one I was working on. Maybe not productive go. procrastination. Yeah. I feel attacked. <laughs> yes, it's, just, it, it's the it's the best way to do things because when you have so many things just going. Yes, um, I mean in that, in that sense as well. Do you, I, I because I do that. I, I it takes me a while to finish a project. I'll be honest, um, but once it's done like and I because I have a real habit of throwing work into the world just to see what happens it's like if I've done something I want to throw it out there I want to see what the audience thinks just to kind of get that feedback Mm -hmm. but once it's gone I'm like yeah that's done I can rework it later do you are you a kind of a person who you struggle to let go of work once it's gone or do you do you find yourself attached to it once you've this kind of out there a little bit of both it's Mm -hmm. interesting um 
I kind of have this detachment to it to where um, I kind of appreciate where it's at uh, in the moment. I'm sorry, could you ask your question again? I think I'm a little... (laughs) It's all right. I know. I was just saying, kind of the whole idea of when you you create work and you you put it out into the world, is it something where you still feel attached once it's out there? Like are you, are you protective of it, or is it more just you can kind of let go and you you feel like it's done with and away? Um, none of my work is ever finished, but I I do try to let go in a traditional sense, and I I also do naturally. Mm-hmm. I'm very like duality based which look like kind of looks like ah, ah, ah. like it looks very indecisive yeah um so i mean i'm not comfortable really kind of releasing but it is something that i really try to keep as a thesis in a lot of what i do in kind of letting things be and be at their point of evolution or being out there and having their motion mm-hmm. and existing as they are, because it's important to honor whatever that space was, is particular. Um, and also, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Here's a big question. All, all, yeah. <laughs> In that same sense, then, I mean, you, as a model, you obviously have to work with multiple people, I assume, because you know, some people can do everything, but taking a a photograph from miles away while some, you know, you're standing under something can be quite a a hassle. Um, Do you find it hard to not not succumb to, but I guess find balance with other people's ideas, especially when you're in a position where you have to be quite vulnerable on exposed in camera and (laughs) working with others? (laughs) It's no, it's like a playground. I mean, yes, it's, it's difficult. But like the thing is, the reason I started it in the first place um, after being approached was like, I at first I was like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see that chiming, you know, it doesn't really seem like something I'd be interested in. And um, the first time I, I, you know, I took the opportunity, it was so vulnerable that I didn't have any other choice but for it to be that vulnerable uh, out of my comfort zone and just in a process that I needed to be my resource with my collaborators and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that was such such intimate exposure into realms I was not used to or comfortable really sharing that I said, oh my gosh, I need more of this. I need, I need, I need that kind of exposure. My soul needs that, <clears throat> that purging. <Yeah. laughs> I need just do it. Just do it. Just be human. Just fuck it up. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, and um, I think it's great because um, it really, I love a good challenge. And yeah. because I'm too left feet, I get them all the damn time. And so it's, <laughs> it's just really funny because I'm always met with a situation that is never what I expect it to be. Yeah. And every single time um, is a completely new thing to figure out. In fact, um, I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't typically enjoy working with people if it doesn't present me with any of those kind of uncomfortable, uh, really vulnerable challenges that makes me have to sit and yeah. pivot my thinking um, in 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 how that works for you know my heart in the first place. That's interesting. Like, yeah. Just it's, I mean, just in in terms of kind of like a a personality ideal, like that's that's like you you kind of most people would take it as trying to replicate the same sensation over and over again. So if you have if you you know you had an enjoyable experience, they go yeah that's that's what I enjoyed. So I'm going to do that again. And hope that it feels the same whereas you completely not to not to label you adrenaline junk yet of just going i've had that high and now i, I want to go i want to get more of that high <laughs> and go <laughs> further each time like, yeah I, i'm uncomfortable i should be uncomfortable again and again, and again. But it's, it's yeah. challenging itself in doing that that illustration that we all know that says like 
go this way. Do yep. not, do not, <laughs> do not go that way. I'm always like, mm, yeah. I'm definitely going to go the way I should not go. <laughs> and it's really funny because when I make decisions, <laughs> I, I like to like retract and like compare what the yeah. options were. And the first is always like some conventional thing. And I, I always just end up saying, nope, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> And it's like a longer path or it's yeah. more strenuous or it's just estranged and it's just kind of out of place, but it's just like, I choose it every damn time. <laughs> I mean, in that sense, are you, are you very much a person who thinks that this is the way most people should live kind of thing? Not at or all. Or is it just, this no. just what works for you kind of thing? Well, the... <laughs> Um, I don't think either of those things, it, it works for me. It works yeah. for me, but I think these things are like ever fluctuating. Um, me, I'll probably always be like that, but I don't think that's necessarily the right route for anyone. But I will say, um, being in tune with where I am vulnerable and kind of what, like what I'm, where my comforts are, what my aspirations are with my growth, like my growth, I want I want it to be me going ahead and fucking up because I don't want to be stigmatized for being in human error. I want to be able to say that's why I feel like I've been able to do the things that I do. Yeah. Um, because without it, I don't, I will feel like I'm in a box. I don't, I don't want to be uh, this person. Like Honestly, my scars, my, my, <laughs> my, my scars that have looked so ugly most of my life. I am really have kind of helped steer my my mind into a different place I think it's like a really horrible gesture that I've done but it's just like you can't help but be exposed and be so goddamn human that mm -hmm. like just fucking do it just do it so in choosing a path I just feel like we as humans are so much more complex than systems ever will give us credit for. And I mean, ever. And one of that, I'm not going to bring my conspiracy self on here. That's a whole different thing. Yep. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with control mm -hmm. and um, keeping things in a systematic structure uh, um, with our natural way of thought. That's, those are the bounds that we are putting to society with. Yep. And I feel like, there's, I feel like we can just like tick down these four walls and there's so much more space that we cannot see mm -hmm. where things actually end in the first place. And it really makes me feel like what the fuck is all of this? <laughs> and that to me is just so tumultuous in the heart yeah. that I, I can't do that. And I don't, implore anyone to do that so I think it's important to break down the four walls and ask ourselves like what are the structures here that I'm within that actually don't exist in the first place yeah. uh, because there are so many and in everything we do and uh, like to a deeper depth than we can ever fathom once we feel like we've reached a certain point there's so much further that we can honestly give ourselves even then mm -hmm. um so for me it's just saying that you know i automatically don't know what the right route looks like i can't possibly know that i don't know what the right route looks like for myself but i do know that if i trust my heart and if i fuck up i know that i at least tried what felt right and i did it um with like really good intentions and yeah. that's not to say that I don't plan or that I just like intend on doing things haphazard but that I just feel like there should be more human space for yeah. us being fucking humans I think there's there's a level of I think there's a misinterpretation a lot of people can have when they see something and especially when you speak like you do of the whole idea of just embracing things and and being more honest with yourself people look at it and they go, well, no, that's just, that's a level of anarchy and that's a level of chaos. And I was like, well, no, because there is a, there is such a thing as organized chaos. You know, you can, you can plan to be more bold and you can plan to be more human and, and be vulnerable and react to the things around you rather than letting the things around you react the other way around. 
And I think it's, it's interesting that you describe it as kind of like a path of way to go, which is a way to describe it. Because I was thinking about this the other day, actually, of this whole idea of why when I attempt projects, I, try, I attempt projects in a harder way than they were meant to be. You know, I always do. I don't know why I do it. And I've been trying to think about why I do it. And in the same way as you do, where you're like, hmm, no, this seems like the right answer, but I should go this way. And I was trying to think of it, why I would do it. And I kind of thought that the reasons we, we do this and the reasons we need to explore doing this is when you do that, you tend to meet people who are struggling along the way because they've ended up on those routes by accident and they don't know how to deal with it. Whereas if you've intentionally chosen it, you're like, yeah, no, this we're prepared. We're prepared. We're just going to go down this route. And then if you meet them along the way, you can kind of help them out and figure out things as you try to fix things around you. Absolutely. I feel like sometimes we are so in our space and heady. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with because that's the things are set up for us to not be human. <laughs> um, that we're so frazzled, we can't get past ourselves. And like, it's so easy to forget that there's this whole community, mm-hmm. like right there with us. I, I forget all the time. I'm just like, like I said, I'm very, hello. <laughs> so um, I, I find it so invaluable that people communicate their goals. Like one of the first things I love to do before I work with somebody is see like, what it like what it is that like their where are their aspirations at like their long-term short-term however like what what comes to mind when I mention goals or aspirations like first off because whatever that instinct is is likely something that we can build our bridges with like if we're supposed to work together or if we're destined to work together then um whatever those goals are might meet some of mine and I think it's just really important to reverberate some of the things that you really want, um, whether it's just saying a thought out loud to yourself, writing it down, or especially sharing it with the community around you. Because a lot of people have similar ideas, or they would love to be a resource, or there's just ways of collaborating that are right there next to you that you can't see because maybe the thought hasn't even been mentioned or honored yet. Um, Do you find that in a sense... You, you do find people to work with that they you find you having to maybe explain yourself more than previous people they've worked with is that <laughs> I okay I have this horrible I have this horrible thing about myself where I just have kind of it's a pinch of an apologetic nature because I know I'm so haphazard that I feel like I should be like walking around with a disclaimer. Um, so I naturally over explain things and right. sometimes I do it so much and I'm so long winded that it's just like, uh, you, you, you didn't need to tell me any of that. Yeah. Actually, it, it was fine for us just to, <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I can go understand that. I think sometimes I, 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 I do the basically exact opposite of that. I say too little because I assume people are going to understand I, because my, they're just the way my brain's wired. I just go like, yeah, I've, I've connected point A to point B and then jumped to point Z because I, I can see all the steps which got me there. And I'll say yeah. something and someone will just look at me like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, how, <laughs> how are you doing this? And I think I've gone through most of my life learning how to explain things in a very simplified way. Mm-hmm. In a very quick way because I've had to explain myself so much and yeah. knowing you again it comes back to like you're saying it's is knowing your own level of comfort and knowing how honest you can be with yourself when you create and when you approach projects and people to work with that when you get there you're like oh yeah actually no we could we can we can work together and this all this will work out quite well absolutely I I kind of feel almost foreign within my own skin sometimes Mm -hmm. because everything I have in mind is already always evolving that I feel like a part of my explanation process has to do with my own understanding of how um, an idea or some type of exchange is evolving right then Mm -hmm. and and so in that sometimes I over explain um, which it's really funny to be talking to a person about an idea and you realize the idea is still going 
yeah. it's like uh, I thought we were okay mm, mm-hmm. I love it when that happens though when you, you're talking <laughs> through an idea and then you're suddenly halfway through you're like oh no we we changed the idea <laughs> especially I feel there's a great moment where you 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 sit and think and you, you're talking through and you're going okay we've got this idea and then it changes in your head and you're like but they don't know this yet like <laughs> They don't know that I've just secretly changed the idea and we're going to go this way now. <laughs> I make it blatantly obvious because I like, I, uh, as I'm thinking is I speak while I think and yep. sometimes people will even stop me and say, are you telling me this as you're thinking of it? <laughs> and it's, it's just, uh, so like cats out the bag, it's yeah. pretty blatant <laughs> with me. Uh, but that, that's great that you're able to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so I guess uh, to kind of bring this to like a few roundout points with you, with you exploring so many mediums and creating in such a kind of like, a, as you call it, haphazard way of just running with what you feel. Do you do you feel like you have an overall intention as an artist or is it more very personal to you of just chasing that feeling? Or do you do you have like an idea of like, yeah, this is what art should be. And I want to engage people in this idea of art or. My process is heavily based on healthy controversy, Okay. like ev- everything, everything I do. And I try to um, kind of toss that in when I'm speaking to other people, too, if I'm collaborating with anyone else, is I, I love, I love, I love conflict and adversity. And I think there's a healthy route for it. That's really important for especially creative. Um, because I feel like those, uh, those bounds once met really give us, um, inner peace as it's like inner and outer. And I feel like both of those things have to be met. So healthy controversy in everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've said this before to a few people of like, do you ever feel like as an artist, your, your, your goal is to kind of poke the bear, so to speak when it comes to creating things of just going, okay, I've had this idea. It's probably going to annoy a few people. That means I should definitely do it. Like, <laughs> Totally. That bear is so fucking tired of me. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> uh, go, go somewhere else. <laughs> That's the best artwork though. Like to me, if you if I have a real problem with artwork, which doesn't really do anything. Like, like I, I think there's a, there's a place for pretty work and there's a place for nice things. And they can be things which are good to engage with. But I think if you classify yourself as an artist, on some level, you have to be going, okay, we need to we need to shake things up a little bit. Even if it's just personal to you, even if it's just a conflict for yourself and you're like, I need to do this because it's going to annoy me more so. I think that that's, that gets a little lost for quite a few people. And it's nice to kind of have that conversation with yourself and know that other artists are having that idea as well. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's so it makes I feel so refreshed when I hear that, actually, because I feel like um, when I used to do artwork, uh, like before, mm-hmm. my goodness, sometimes it was so technical and yeah. I'll, it was so technical, every little thing. And I loved the process, but it was kind of grueling. And I have this finished product that I felt looked like it came off fresh off a printer. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I remember one day I said, can you just make a piece and just fuck it up? Just like, just like, just say, Hey, you can like waste a couple sheets of paper. Just like, fuck it up. What do you feel like doing? Mm-hmm. And some of those were like my best pieces. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. Permission, giving ourselves permission to just fucking be absolutely. I'm so happy you said that sentence because the, <laughs> so I don't paint that often. I've only recently got back into painting. Uh, <laughs> But I essentially start every painting with one idea, which is, so let's fuck this canvas. Like, let's just, <laughs> because, I, because I have, I'm quite um, insecure of my own painting, like illustration, I'm fine, used to all that, but painting is quite a vulnerable act for me. <laughs> so every time I do, I'm like, I'm going to hate this before I even begin, but we're going to do this. Like, this canvas doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> like, yeah I completely get you completely like almost every process is like that for me and that like nauseating feeling in the pit of your stomach that you 
feel like whining and ebbing Mm -hmm. is really what I feel like is like the meat of it. And that's where I get all my information. So I'm like, if this makes me sick, then I am going to feel, (laughs) let myself feel every bit of this nausea and look at it and assess it and be with that. And like, really just like take it for the process, just strictly for the process and uh, honor that like if I'm doing it for the sake of the process and bringing my heart into it and just letting myself be then the product is never going to be something I should be disappointed with because those are just factors guiding factors for me that in a creative process I I gain information from and I cannot be upset with that yeah I mean, I guess, I guess in the sense when you talked about at the very beginning where we were on about looking back through previous work and looking at those kinds of things, do you find that there's work which you look at and you just think, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't feel right making that now, or, you know, it's, it doesn't give you the same reaction that it did once? I mean, that's why it's kind of so conflicting for me to say I'm, I will continue a piece because mm-hmm. the continuity of the placement of where everything was at in mind does not match my current temperament is like two complete. It's like night and day. It's not even night and day because those are comparable. They are like not even on the same spectrum of things, but then it's also so experimental, which I am very to say, like, why not hop into this point that is so far off the spectrum that it's not even necessarily familiar anymore like what does that look like like what it it's going to provide me something that I probably couldn't get if I try to do something in a more standardized sense she's going to this I think I think that's it's kind of incredible to think of it in terms of yourself as an artist to think you don't even know what your work will look like in a few (laughs) years because you you'll just keep going you'll keep growing and keep growing, especially with that attempt, like that attitude of, yeah, this is, this just needs to get bigger and bigger and more, more vulnerable essentially, and more comfortable with yourself. Do you think you'd ever find a limit? Um, Does it worry you that you'll find a limit? <laughs> sometimes I, 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 I wish that I would just find a limit because yeah. uh, that would mean things like, like I consider myself to not have a style. Mm-hmm in like everything because I'm so experimental that I look for things that are intentionally different. And I don't mean I look for it. I mean, my innate, my innate drive looks for it. Um, as much as I would want to see, um, uh, like myself limit some of those ideas and, and maybe be more stylized or (laughs) I don't want to say an artist, (laughs) But uh, I, I can't, I couldn't, it's not even up to me. Um, and before that, I just, I don't really put myself in a box like that once in a while. I'll attempt it just, you know, for the sake of having, you know, healthy controversy, but otherwise, no. Yeah. It's so unknown. <laughs> it's, 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 in a way, it's, it's, it's like, staring into the void and then just the void staring back at you and going okay yeah so this, is, this is how we do things this, this is how a career work and, <laughs> and it's not yeah. i mean i find that personally comfortable comforting but i couldn't completely understand how someone wouldn't find that comforting the way of approaching things i don't know something in my innate self sometimes feels like i'm not from here in the first place mm-hmm. and that there are um there are just things beyond what we know and that means there are other ways about everything there uh everything is relative like everything is relative uh and other wares even within this earth there uh one convention in another space is completely unconventional Mm -hmm. so we don't know what any of the bounds look like because they are not there and so for myself to say I'm going to step into the unknown just feels like by default that is going to happen anyways and so to kind of succumb to that and give myself the space for it um 
feels very vulnerable and uncomfortable and it makes me borderline sick, but um, I just find it really important because it gives me the opportunity to harness that as a choice and saying I, I can be in this unknown space and I hold um, permission for myself and um, that uh, it's a safe space for, you know, whatever's going to happen. Like I will always talk and roll out of it at the very worst. <laughs> you can always, you can always get off the ride. <laughs> yes. I think as, I, as much as we, we've spoken and we say, yeah, make yourself uncomfortable. I do think a, a slight disclaimer to this is this is a very, it's a structured way of doing this. It's not throwing yourself off a cliff and just oh hoping my gosh. you'll fly, that kind Absolutely. of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, in terms of us, <laughs> no. And that's thank you for actually men- mentioning that because uh, my, none of this healthy controversy, okay, healthy, healthy, emphasis okay. on healthy. Yeah. I think about these things ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I This does not in the slightest imply that I'm impulsive. I am not impulsive. Um, I, I am very thought out with knowing that I'm going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. So it's always important for me to consider the range of possibilities that I can absolutely fathom in that case scenario. And depending on what ranges I'm working with, I'm always trying to be conscious of that and not like in a hypervigilant sense, but just in a natural sense to where I am here to support myself at the end of the day. I'm here to support myself. I'm here to support the community. I'm here to support the idea that human, human is to just, I mean, being human, you're, you are a fucking walking air. And that is completely, that is so fucking beautiful to say that I don't really have the fullest control over what my outcome is, but I do have control over where my heart is at and that I am governing space for that or not. So I, I, I do things with my health in mind. That's definitely the way to do things. I think that's also a fantastic point to bring this round on in that being human is, is being human. You know, <laughs> this is the only way to word it is, is, yeah, is being human is being an error. It's, 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 I think I've said it before, like humanity feels like a mistake. So we need to embrace being that mistake. <laughs> so. yeah, we all have, we all have just error in common we all have pain in common these are these are things that i don't feel like should be taboos at all it's our point of relation and so i think it it can definitely bring us together which is why we should make more space for it in a healthy sense it's in a way i also feel like it's it's innately human like as a species because we recognize because we're able to recognize it we're able to comprehend mistake as a mistake essentially we can look at things and go we can judge one way or another, whereas someone, well, not someone, so an animal in general will look at things in terms of more simple values, whereas we will overcomplicate things in our heads to such a level and say, oh, well, no, actually, there's a a mistake there, but it's not physical. It's more spiritual, moral, however we word it. And so we can recognize all those different boundaries, but at some point, pushing that boundary is good finding that edge is good well um i think uh in a like a scientific sense uh mistakes are kind of seen as information and i i really appreciate that because um mistakes are just information i feel like when we actually have the space for it when the mistakes come then that space allows us to really analyze the process in that moment and instead of always just considering it a mistake, which I am so guilty of, um, is that we can kind of assess it for what all that, all that, that nourishment it provides. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, now I am set. I am set to try again, or I'm set to try a different path because there's yeah. something new that I have now. Definitely. I think, yeah, mistakes are learning. It's education. In, in its most basic form it's, it's you know you don't touch the hot thing because it's going to burn you but occasionally you really want to touch the hot thing <laughs> occasionally <laughs> yeah, you're like like, mm. <laughs> like uh, 
And then at well, some yeah. point you'll learn, hmm, I'd kind of like touching the hot thing. Hmm. <laughs> but we'll not worry about that right now. <laughs> I like warmth. I'll say just I like yes. a, a little bit of warmth. <laughs> a little bit of heat, but we like to be able to turn the heat off when we want to. That's, yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. If we, we simplify the metaphor, that'll be the, that's the way to do it. But I think that's a good point to round out. It's been lovely to speak to you today, Camille. Likewise. <laughs> Hopefully this is been a, an enjoyable experience <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's lovely meeting you thank you so much you too it's been fantastic to learn about your process and all and all the things as i say when i first kind of stumbled across your work it was it was the the range and depth to it when I, I kind of found your work that really made me want to engage with it and made me want to learn more about you and then all the bits that i could i appreciate that because my impression is that i just always look confusing <laughs> i mean I look like I should live on the street. So <laughs> with this hair and this beard, I could easily pass for street. So I, I understand confusing. <laughs> but as I say, it's, it's been lovely to speak to you. Thank you for coming on. Um, and we will talk to these guys later. <laughs>